Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, everyone. Here we are. It's Wednesday again. The days just fly. It's October 21st, 2020, and we're going to have a really fun show today. We have with us Dave Frost, and he's the author of the book, Kaboomer, Thriving and Striving into Your 90s. Don't we love the sound of that? Let's bring him on our show now with no further to do. Hello, David. Good afternoon, Denise. Uh, yeah, it is a great day. It's a great day to think about being pink, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Your book is kind of turquoise, the cover. <laughs> well, that's true. That's, uh, by the way, blue, that's the color for uh, people my age, the Medicare age folks. That shade of blue is supposed to be the trustworthy color. So there was a little bit of uh, chicanery to pick uh, the cover color. Yeah. But pink, you know, this is a great month for pink, uh, in, uh, along with the theme of your uh, lead in there. Uh, this is Row for the Cure Month when folks uh, uh, break a sweat, perspire with a plum, and uh, raise some money for a great cause for uh, breast cancer. So, uh, uh-huh. It's, uh, uh-huh. so a little bit of tie in the pink, even though the NFL isn't wearing pink this year. So. <laughs> Why don't you tell us? What motivated you to write this book, and also, how did you get on the path that you're on today? All righty. Well, I um, would love to say, well, I will say that I had a defining moment, and um, true, very true, it happened on September 11th, uh, 2001. I found myself in London, England on a business trip that I couldn't cancel, but I had just recently herniated a disc and come uh, found myself with rather religious sciatica, radiculitis, and uh, hating life. So here I am in London on a business trip, and I hear on BBC on a Tuesday afternoon, the skyline of New York has changed forever. Well, um, that obviously is a loaded story that has uh, been 19 years in the making in this new world disorder. Uh, but uh, I had my own disorder uh, in that episodic event. But backing up about, oh, 40 years, I remember the day when I failed my first pull-up test. And uh, that didn't sit well with me as a Boy Scout, and, you know, I wasn't really, I think I let my parents down, I let my troop down, and I thought maybe I ought to do a little bit better job uh, learning how to do this stuff with your body. So that's a little bit about, you know, the inklings of uh, being what, what I came to be as a master fitness trainer and rowing coach. But um, how did I come to write a book? Well, 
<laughs> on the cover of the book, there's a big, long middle name, Emerson. And uh, I'm blessed to be uh, in the lineage of a gentleman named Ralph Waldo Emerson who loved rowing, and he loved to talk about the felicities of age, one of which was, ah, don't care what people say, you know, don't give a hoot, just live your own life, get your house in order, and enjoy aging, not getting old. So there's a Emerson in the family tree, and then with a last name like Frost, it's less direct than with Ralph Waldo, but there, that Robert Frost talked about taking the road less traveled. Incidentally, some people think he was kind of dour. He had a good sense of humor when he talked about, you know, why you go to work or <laughs> those kinds of things. So anyway, with a name like um, Emerson Frost, David Emerson Frost, maybe there is a book in me. And uh, over the years, I've accumulated a lot of experiential uh, things that empowered me on my journey. And I thought, well, gosh, if I wrote them down in an almanac-like fashion, maybe those things could inspire others, empower others to live longer and live better. So uh, I had been lucky enough to and, had, and continue to work with uh, working adults as an adjunct professor. And I had a pretty good feedback from maybe, you know, students were <laughs> trying to work for another couple points on the uh, feel-good thing. But I, uh, I was told that I had pretty good feedback and had, if not a command of the Queen's English, I could spell and, and that sort of thing. So I thought I had a book in me, and I thought, well, before I die, I don't want, you know, I don't want my epitaph to say, gosh, I didn't get that book written I talked about for 40 years. So that's kind of how it came about. I started to blog. I started to document the journeys, the travels, the travails, the aches, the pains, the successes uh, of principally, but not totally, of the sport of rowing, the zany sport of rowing, uh, which is an all-body sport and uh, the most intense Olympic sport. And as I documented these things, I got feedback that folks said, well, you ought to time together. So uh, we, I did time together, wrapped them around a model which has seven S's in it, which relates to a physical bank account. Uh, folks my age, Medicare age folks, are kind of interested in what their portfolio looks like. Uh, you know, I, I don't think all of us check our portfolio every day, but we're kind of interested in seeing things grow in the north direction instead of uh, <laughs> shrink in the south direction. So the physical bank account, uh, I learned things that work for me, and I thought that many of those things could work for others. So. How's that for telling you how the watch works, Denise? <laughs> it's very, very, very good. So what is your physical bank account? My physical bank account has, I, I offer uh, seven S's, a simple guy. Uh, it's easier for me to remember. Seven S's, which are stamina for staying alive, uh, strength and resistance training, because it's one of the most important things everyone can do if they're able and laugh, by the way. Strength and laughing are two of the best things that you can do every day. Stability, uh, folks, uh, alarming statistic uh, published by our federal government that says about one out of every three Medicare-age folks falls every year. And I'm sure many of your listeners have somebody or know somebody who's had a fall, uh, broken a wrist, broken a, a hip, and generally things don't work well for that patient. They may uh, be successful for the you know, the people that provide the synthetic or the orthotics and so on. But falling is bad, so I, I wanted to devote a chapter to stability. Stretching is the flexible part of your physical 401K. If you're limbered up and can move and have range of motion, um, you're going you're gonna to do a whole lot better. Then there's um, 
clean eating or sustenance, which I think is kind of near and dear to your heart with your uh, writings about uh, the big C uh, uh-huh, and nutrition uh-huh. and, and so on. But uh, the more we know about uh, things in our environment and in our food that cause inflammation and cause our microbiome to get wacky, uh, the more I think we need to remember that our gut is pretty darn important and our mind-body alignment is pretty darn important. So that's, believe it or not, that's probably the biggest chapter in Kaboomer. Then two ones, one that's very powerful, if you do it right, that's restorative sleep or what I call mimicking Morpheus. And it's interesting, that little nymph, nymph in mythology, mythology, sorry, uh, uh, the word morphine came from that little nymph, uh, Morpheus. So, hey, if you can naturally be like... Uh, Morpheus and, and sleep well. That's pretty cool. So those are six pluses. The, the seventh is a takeaway, and that's evil. It's stress. It's cortisol. And if we, of course, uh, if you're swimming there uh, in ocean or Orange County beaches and you see a great white shark or you hear a shark, you probably uh, use cortisol in a good way to get out of the water before you become dinner. Uh, but uh, chronic stress is evil, it's deadly, and it causes many problems. So I have six pluses and one takeaway stress in my physical 401k. Yeah, that's, that's a lot, but... It is. <laughs> By the way, all... to make, make it more complicated, if I could just interject, uh, Dan sure. Dunco Clark said I should add an eighth S, which was called sex. So I thought about that. But, uh, yeah, you totally <laughs> forgot about that one. No, it's embedded. <laughs> but, uh, but they're you know they're not eight days a week unless you're a beetle. So it's. Uh, <laughs> Why is it that you discuss um, instabilities and imbalances in your book? You know, uh, there are a number of imbalances. Whether there's one in the phys- uh, well, in the muscular sense, where the front of your body may. Uh, be more dominant than the back and then um, the posterior chain. So it's really uh, a question of balance, as the Moody Blues used to sing, is really uh, important. If I could share just a couple um, well-documented tests from the Mayo Clinic and other uh, reputable sure. houses. Uh, one of those is uh, a test for your livelihood. Now, this isn't going to say that you're not going to get hit by um, you know, a pandemic uh, or something like that. But one of the tests for longevity and livelihood is can you stand on one leg like you did as a kid, close your eyes, and not fall over? And if you can do it at my age for 15 to 18 seconds, that says that you have a, a, your, your proprioception, which is a big, long word for your spatial awareness. If you can, I, I encourage all your listeners, if they are not driving or <laughs> uh, in a place where you can't close your eyes, I encourage them to stand on one leg and, and see how long you can do it. Of course, this changes as you get older uh, and so on, but um, that's how important it is. If you, if you can be kid-like and stand on your leg at Medicare age for 20 seconds, that probably says you know how to adapt. It says you can take steps two at a time. It says you don't always lead with the same hand. Uh, there's one uh, legendary NFL receiver who brushes his teeth uh, with the opposite hand. He's right-handed, but he brushes his teeth left-handed, thinking it makes him a better athlete. So um, working ways to make sure that your system is bilateral. It's not uh, You're not so handed that you can't do things uh, with the other hand or you can't do things with both legs uh, and so on. But uh, it's it's a compelling um, statistic that too many of my age group falls 
and with falls come visits to the emergency room and, and uh, fractures and uh, bad things. So, yeah, it's, it's really uh, to be focused on as we get older. Golly, it's, it's really, really important to be stable. Well, of course, a mind and body, but <laughs> this is more the, the body stability. And, again, I encourage everyone to just try to stand on a leg with your eyes closed. So. That's, a, that's a great experiment. What if you can't? Then what does somebody need to do? You know, that's a great question. Thank you. Stability of those seven S's, stability is the one that you can improve the quickest, unless there's some extraordinary circumstance. Um, Stability, you can improve it. And most of us as kids did all kinds of things. Uh, Another test for longevity, by the way, is the sit-to-rise test. If you sit down with your knees crossed, can you power up and stand up without using your hands or any support things like a chair or the wall? Uh, so um, that's a, again, that's another stability move. And if you practice that a couple times a day, I mark my words, I'll bet you a Las Vegas nickel that uh, you'll be more stable in a week or two. Others take longer. For instance, stamina for staying alive can take many months to really make a market increase in your ability to handle uh, stress or cover large distances. Um, in between there, stretching takes longer. Many of us have, because we sit, we're knowledge workers, um, we don't honor our posterior chains enough, so we have tight hamstrings, glute muscles, lower back, have back pain, maybe mid-back pain. Uh, and in a few weeks to maybe a month or six weeks, you're, st- you're stretching, your oiled-up uh, um, body uh, can get much better strength, 8 to 12 weeks. But back to your question, um, it, what if you can't do it? Uh, I encourage folks to try. Uh, if you believe Dave, <laughs> it's really important. I don't want to break a hip. I don't want to fracture an elbow or a wrist. I don't want to get a, you know, a <laughs> big knot on my forehead. So I have to answer people that, you know, you should have seen the other guy, you know, falling is evil. So, uh, it's important. Yeah. Those are, those are good things to know. Why stretching? Yeah. So important. Over time. Um, like we, first morning, well, first morning stretching when you when oh, you get up out of bed. Oh, good for you. And uh, I would say all the way through today, episodically, uh, it's kind of a rule of thumb, and I believe it that you should rest your eyes and look away from computer screens every fifteen to twenty minutes. But if you don't sure. have a standing desk, or if you're sedentary, please, uh, either on your own or with a uh, your watch or a co-worker saying, get up and move around. Um, uh, sitting is evil. You know, you've heard the phrase, sitting is a new smoking. I believe it. I didn't invent that phrase, but I do believe it's true. Many bad things happen when your body sinks. Our skeletal muscles don't do their job when you're sitting unless you really work at it. So um, uh, so that's that part of it. But uh, if you stretch every 15 minutes, your skeletal muscles, which are by definition supposed to support your skeleton, your connective tissue, uh, and your your joints are will be, be in better shape. As we age, we tend to slow down in movement, in types of things that we do. We don't mess around with the grandkids as much, and that's wrong. Uh, the more that we move, the more that we keep oiled up, the more that we keep tuned up. So stretching, uh, it, it makes those fibers uh, be they fascia, be they skeletal muscles, uh, be they the, um, uh, the joints, uh, that helps us uh, continue our range of motion and not concede to aging. Uh, I joke in the book about 
Artie Johnson on the show laughing. Perhaps <laughs> perhaps your parents told you about that show, Denise. <laughs> but anyways, there's a shriveled old guy. He's got a little bit lecherous, but the main thing is he does not stand up straight. He looks like he's going to keel over all the time <laughs> because he doesn't stretch and he doesn't exercise to keep his muscle mass. So stretching is extraordinarily important, and it's pretty quick to improve. Um, if, if folks, there is one of the tests from the Mayo Clinic that says, how do you do in a sit-reach test? If you sit down, legs straight, how far can you reach? Now, if you were a gymnast in your youth, you're probably still pretty limber. Um, but the guys in particular have very, very tight posterior chains. Uh, maybe they bike ride, but that's bad for their posterior chains. If they don't work on stretching, they're not going to be a kaboomer. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I like the fact that in your book you talked about two micronutrients that were pretty important. Uh, oh, specifically yeah. uh, addressing uh, a good night's sleep. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, micronutrients or sleep? I'm sorry, my phone cut out a little bit. Um, you were you were in your book. You were um, discussing two micronutrients, but it was relative to getting a good night's sleep. Oh, uh, golly! Uh, <laughs> one is uh, all around us. I think it's the if we do our jobs, it's like number four of the six top minerals in our body. Uh, or elements in our body, it's magnesium. Uh, magnesium right. is extraordinarily important to uh, rest our muscles. It's, it's, uh, uh, and it's a little tough here, and I'm not a registered dietitian. There are seven different types of magnesium compounds that our body uses. Hopefully we get it from green leafy vegetables and, and what I call vitamin P. Uh, but I think magnesium is so important, I encourage people to hop in a warm bath with Epsom salts. I know that maybe the hot tubs at the community club or your backyard are off limits right now because of physical distancing, but uh, uh, magnesium absorbed with Epsom salts uh, through the diet or uh, hopefully through the diet or from supplements is so important to help uh, you mimic Morpheus and get your sleep. Uh, the second one, frankly, I'm drawing a blank on the second one. right? The second oh, it's okay. It's vitamin D. But, Oh, D, D, okay, D3. Isn't that interesting? We encourage you to get your uh, natural sunlight, not sunburn, even in Orange County or San Diego in my case, but on an average of 20 minutes of um, uh, natural sunlight, your body does generate uh, both vitamin K and D. But the D is so important um, to help uh, with the things that um, encourage your restorative, uh, restful sleep. Uh, um, some other things for restful sleep, uh, no nightcaps. I know some of your prior guests have talked about how alcohol consumption has skyrocketed in, in this, you know, since March of uh, 2020, and some of that, I guess, is understandable. But um, late drinking or even uh, social drinking and late meals truly impact your sleep. So uh, D3 and magnesium, thank you for the prompt. It's uh, so important. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, and yeah. Uh, if I can put in a plug, <laughs> um, not because sure. I'm, I'm not a registered dietitian or an MD, um, guys in particular are a little, little hesitant to get in and get their lab work done every year. It is so important to get a full panel done. So everything from testosterone readings to these micronutrients, uh, and as well the critical measuring of your uh, your ability uh, to um, uh, to handle glucose, your insulin 
sensitivity or insensitivity. That's a growing problem for my generation, hopefully not for your generation. Uh, but we don't need any more type 2 diabetics. There's enough, and they're costly, and it's a, it's a hassle. So please, it is. Have it, please encourage your folks to uh, get in there and get that lab test done, and your flu shots too, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I wanted to add that on the vitamin D and the magnesium, they're probably the two most important nutrients that you can put into your body because they take care of so many different body functions as well as, for instance, magnesium is responsible for over 300 different um, things that happen in your body. It's, it's, it's and, just extraordinary. All those little chemical messengers, if they're missing that secret key, yeah, over the door doesn't get unlocked. Yeah. Uh huh. And then, of course, vitamin D is, is really important, and you'll hear it on the news all the time now, for your immune function. And isn't that true with this, um, uh, this uh, triple whammy that we have from this duration of um, you know, a, a modest yet uh, un, uh, a terrible percentage of uh, exposure to a, um, a MERS-like uh, virus? Uh, it's um, the five things that I talk about and have uh, published uh, to talk about immunity, sunlight, vitamin D, Another one is sleep that we mentioned. Another one is working out to sweat. Uh, one of the right in the middle of the ABCs of aging gracefully, the letter P says perspire with aplomb. And uh, moving to sweat causes some amazing things to happen. But guess what? If you're moving, you need magnesium, <laughs> like you, like you said. Uh-huh. So there are uh-huh. three. A uh, very important one is um, uh, humor. Our ability, um, and hugging and humor are so important. I know uh, we, <laughs> I'd advocate that we should focus a lot more on um, on uh, the hugging hormone than I would on, on taking <laughs> the other one that starts with O. So I say oxytocin is a lot better than oxycontin for getting through terrible <laughs> So the hugging hormone and humor uh, doctors have said that resistance exercise and 15 minutes of laughing, even if you're the only one laughing at yourself, I'd be a terrible stand-up comedian. Uh, but I, I remember that humming and laughing are so important that uh, I try to do it um, because I think it, I think it does help us build our immunity. Uh, to these. You know what I really like in your book, and listeners, I encourage you to purchase. David Emerson Frost's book, Kaboomer, Thriving and Striving into Your 90s, is you have um, an agenda, kind of like the do's and the don'ts. Um, it's, it's a guide to getting you know, better sleep, getting better stability, you know, all, this, all the seven sevens that we've been discussing it, and it, it's, a, it's kind of a long list, isn't it? It, it spans a couple pages or a couple pages of the PDF document uh-huh. that folks were uh, to listen to Kaboomer on audiobook. Yet, um, uh, if you will, uh, like you said, a, a do or do not, it's, it's not sacred. These are, these are, um, they are meant to provoke. They are meant to get people to think about what, what are those small successful habits that I can build to move from being ordinary to extraordinary. And uh, extraordinary could mean another decade of quality life. Uh, when I was in my 
marathon years back in the 70s and early 80s, uh, there was a lot of talk that, well, you know, uh, working hard, um, let's say you're a marathoner and you invest two years of your life in training over the years uh, for that distance, you may get uh, two to three years of added longevity. So this is a study that's now, what, almost 50 years old. But now with um, uh, technology and researchers' knowledge of our amazing bodies, those things called telomeres, those um, those uh, the caps to our shoelaces inside our, our cells, um, they only have about 100 divisions in them. And after 100 divisions, our cells become senescent. And isn't it interesting that senescent, another one of those uh, Latin or Greek words, is from the same root as senate and senile. Uh-huh. So I want to avoid senile uh-huh. for sure. Um, but <laughs> exercise lengthens our telomeres. That's, that's validated. There's only two ways to do it. One is to go in space. <laughs> so maybe you'll go to Mars, but I'm, I won't. Uh, and then your telomeres <laughs> lengthen, although you lose a lot of skeletal muscle. But the other way is uh, moving stuff. And uh, so now, uh, eight to ten years, uh, whether it's Dr. Dan Levitin talking about successful aging, uh, and he also says, by the way, just telling somebody to exercise just doesn't work. You have to get people inspired to think about their return on invested capital to build that physical bank account so that they can live longer and live better. Hey, I'll take 10 years, if I may. I'll digress and say I I just checked last week with what the Social Security Administration said uh, when I kicked the bucket. So I'm I'm looking uh, in calendar years, not gym years, thank goodness, but in calendar years I'm looking at 6-8 in 2021 after the leap year. Uh, ah, uh, so the Social Security right. Administration said, Dave, statistically, you're dead in 17 years. But um, there are oh, credible, reliable life expectancy calculators from uh, pretty notable people like Dr. Thomas Pearls. And if you spend a few minutes taking an online life expectancy calculator, you may be very, very happily surprised. Uh, Dave, you may be a centenarian if you're not stupid and you don't have too many nightcaps during you know, COVID times. Um, but um, I'll take those years, um, you know. But it is an investment of time and talent and uh, those six pluses and trying to minimize that seventh, that take away that evil stress. So uh, yeah. I'm sure most of your listeners, with if they're quality years, I think they take an extra decade, you know, extra ten laps around uh-huh. the sun. Pretty cool. <laughs> Who wouldn't, right? Well, you know, if they're quality years, um, you know, I, I say I'd like the, love to die crossing the finish line after doing my best, maybe winning, maybe not. But that's how I'd like to go out. You know, forget all that uh, gradual decline and senescence. Just go out with a bang. Kaboom. You know, what's, <laughs> what's, um, what's interesting from, you know, other guests that I've spoken with is that seniors on average are taking a minimum of five pharmaceutical drugs. Scary, isn't it, for both uh, unintended consequences? Um, all we have to do, if if you walk by the TV, I try not to watch TV, as some of your guests have said, because there's not a, a lot of exciting stuff on or, or factual stuff on. But if you see one of those polypharmacy uh, advertisements about, well, here's the 10,001 side effects that you may suffer if you want to stop your eczema. It's like, well... Uh, have you thought about what people have been doing for centuries in traditional medicine 
or you know something other than popping a pill I just get very scared. I'm blessed to be a parent and a grandparent, and I am so scared about escalating health costs that um, I, I acknowledge uh, that there are reasons to take some drugs, but an average of five drugs a day, that bothers uh-huh. me. I don't take, I'm yeah. blessed. I don't take five a day, um, well, <laughs> luckily. You know, I, you know. I'm a, a POA for a friend of mine, and so what that means is I handle her medical, basically her whole life. And we changed her primary care physician because she was on eight medications a day. Oh, my goodness. And what was fascinating was, you know, if, if you find the right doctor and they take a look at that, whereas the others never even bothered, they actually took her off three. Yay. And, I mean, I've never heard of somebody 80 years old going off a blood pressure med before. But it's, but it has happened. It was done very, very carefully. And, you know, she's still checked every day. But she's not on it anymore. You know, and then quite a few other ones, too. I, I applaud her, and thank you for, uh, I know it's hard. I, Dave Frost, the layman, uh, not a, a medical professional, says that our system is extraordinarily expensive. I don't think anyone will dispute that, and I think our system is extraordinarily good at treating things but not preventing things. And I haven't seen well, those and, studies Well, and the say, medical community is overburdened. They're overburdened. Oh, amen. If, yeah, because, in normal times. You know, a typical, a typical <laughs> visit sometimes is five or ten minutes now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you can't lay all the blame on certain physicians by any means. They're just moving from one to another, you know, throughout the day. And yet I encourage folks to not not go, uh, particularly the guys. I think uh, a lot of guys will, you know, oh, I'm not going to the doctor. Only bad things come when you go to the doctor. Um, go get your lab work and your flu shots, guys. That's uh, <laughs> But yeah, back to polypharmacy, yeah. uh, Denise, yeah, I, I am so concerned about um, trying to, A, prevent. Uh, you know, it's, it's always good to anticipate, as Wayne Gretzky used to say in hockey, anticipate where the puck is headed, not wait till the puck is there and then take a bunch of drugs to try to counteract what happened. I'm a big advocate of prevention, and I'm a big advocate of asking and being skeptical about do – what what can we do to do without that blood pressure med or whatever? Um, if my doc says take a statin, I'm going to say why? Well, to lower your blood pressure. Okay. I'll say, well, have you told me to you know exercise more? Have you told me to uh, do some other healthy lifestyle things that might also lower blood pressure, lose weight, those kinds of things? So um, I yeah. uh, again, I not a uh, simple guy. I say that our system is very good at. And you're absolutely right about the time crisis for these wonderful um, uh, professionals in a very uh, very honorable profession. Our daughter's a doctor. I, I respect doctors, and I don't shy away from going to them. <laughs> um, but uh, right. they are busy, and uh, I, the, I, the customer, I, the client, I'm going to be skeptical. I'm going to say, do I really need that? Or in your case, where you're, you're a, um, uh, the first responder PLA. for this. Uh, yeah, uh, for that lady, it's just like, now, now tell me again, what if we make a trial without this? I mean, what's the downside? 
So uh, yeah, poly, I don't, uh, you know, polypharmacy, I don't, I don't, Denise, yeah. is something uh, I hope you talk yeah. about uh, often, and you probably do, but uh, it is, yeah. I'm bothered by it, and I, I'm going to do my best to not be part of that problem uh, as a consumer. Right. So. It's just, you know, it's just good to work with, with you know, like I said, if you get a, a really good primary care doctor that has the time to work with you, that's that's the main thing. Um it tends to work out a lot better because of all the of all the issues that we've talked about today if you're on all those medications it's pretty tough to have the stamina to have the strength to have <laughs> the mindset yeah. to move around physically <laughs> <laughs> and, and and all those many things, even over the counters, if we started to talk about the NSAIDs and their possible impact on your gut, uh, or you know the impact on the probiotics or prebiotics in your diet, there's so many unintended consequences that, golly, I would just rather avoid them by prevention and clean living. So, uh, yeah, that's our yeah. crusade. You and I will. Uh, have them with the crusade. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. Was well, there anything else that you wanted to talk about today that you I, think uh, the listeners I, should know about? I would, if I may, uh, revisit the idea of habits rather than resolutions. Here in a few months, uh, good Lord willing, we're going to get through <laughs> certain um, leap year events and, and get to uh, an odd number year, 2021. Uh, we know, and I'm sure most people know, that uh, resolutions don't have the resolve behind them to last and become habit-forming. So as your listeners uh, move toward 2021, I would encourage folks to think small, to be success-oriented, to think about investments in their physical bank account or physical 401k, as Wendy Suzuki called it, uh, it's, a, it's an investment. Uh, yeah, it takes some time, perhaps uh, three to four hours a week. Uh, sleep takes time. Uh, here we are advocating an average of seven hours a night, um, but that's a wonderful way to spend almost one-third of your life because the other two-thirds is a whole lot better when you're rested, when those many, many hundreds of hormonal things going on with restorative sleep, it's all good. So um, I would encourage folks to... Think about not making resolutions, but to think about little, tiny, successful habits. Uh, Dr. Levitin says, park your car at the edge of the parking lot. Put your mask on and walk in. Don't park close. Uh, little things like that, before you know it, you're burning more calories, your basic metabolic rate is up, and you're saying, geez, I did that, and I didn't put on two pounds over the holidays. So I would ask, perhaps as a, as a closer, uh, to encourage folks to think about that little bit extra that pays off and maybe you're looking at living well to live longer and prospering with a better physical bank account because you've invested in it and the investment is those six success-oriented little habits that you form and you sustain. End of homily. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> beautifully said. Uh, beautifully well. said. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can get your books? Well, thank you. Uh, Kaboomer, Thriving and Striving into Your 90s, is uh, available at um, stores like Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, of course, on that 
uh, bookstore named after the Nile uh, River. Uh, not the Nile River. I'm sorry, the Amazon River. Uh, <laughs> so it is available on Amazon. Uh, it is a paperback. It is uh, uh, each of the chapters is about an hour read, and I hope people uh, dog ear the pages and mark it up. It's to be used. It's an almanac, experiential, and it's meant to be used like, as you mentioned, with the do's and don'ts of uh, becoming a kaboomer. Uh, it is available on Kindle or uh, Nook and, or other eBooks, and it is available on audio as well from um, Audible.com and other audio sources. So. Um, it is, uh, hey, it's coming up to, you know, Black Friday and, and Christmas giving time. So if you know somebody that might want to, has been talking about how to get through uh, the dark ages of winter and stay healthy and not put on weight and be excited about living longer and living better, maybe maybe Kaboomer belongs on their coffee table. So. Well, it was, it was beautifully written. It has some great ideas. And um, I wish you all the best. In the coming years, uh, along hopefully with many, your, right, Denise? If we do it right, it's you. not going to be the Social Security years. It's going to be the living to 100 years, like a blue zone. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure, and thank you, Denise, and all the best to you folks up in the golden orange. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good afternoon. Bye-bye. All right, that does our show for today. We're wrapping up. Join us again next Wednesday for another great guest. We certainly have some inspirational ones. Until then, please be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at KnowledgeWorksPub.com. Be sure to visit GotCancerNowWhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer, Now What?